week we dive into work, life, and a reality check on how you combine the two. You found the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk about all things leadership because leadership isn't just what you do, it's who you are. So we help to make you a better leader, help keep your sanity, and make your team better so you make more money. So every week we talk about a different topic that helps you do all those things. So hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tell all your colleagues and friends, and let's get a discussion going on how we can grow together as better leaders. Thanks for coming back for another week as we dive into another topic, the work-life balance, something we always strive for. And the first thing is we need to have a reality check with work-life balance. We need to stop with trying to call it a balance. You can't be two different people. In other words, how you are at work is how you are at home. Now, there's a different way about it. There's Maybe there's less um, intensity or how you approach things. And certainly, you don't manage your house like you manage work in a sense. But who you are as a person, that is very similar. So you can't be two different people. But before we get into the balancing of things, think about this. And I think we all could agree if we could pass a constitutional amendment to get Congress to stop wasting billions of dollars, a lot of us would be for that. But if we just simply say, okay, Congress, you have to balance the budget. So no more deficits, no more extra spending, all of that. And it sounds good on the surface, but if I just say balance it, well, they could just raise taxes and tax other things. In other words, raise their income, which is your tax money, and then spend accordingly. So have they really balanced anything or have they have just made it worse or the debt they were incurring before just simply now is front loaded. So it's not really a balance. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about is what is the balance and the balance isn't even. And that's a realization we all have to come to. So first thing is be honest with yourself. You must believe it's just the way it is. And that sounds a little dark in a sense of, well, just the way it is, tough, tough it out. That's not what I mean. I mean just approaching it of just the way it is. So in other words, if work is requiring you to work a little harder, you should do that. But at the same time, if relationships in your life or things um, at home aren't going the way they are, you've got to accept that reality also and just be honest about where do you need to invest your time. So think of it this way. If somebody, is somebody really broke if all their income is spent or did they just allocate their paycheck? In other words, every everything they made goes somewhere might not necessarily mean they're broke. They have a house, they have a car, they have clothes, they have food to eat. Now, maybe they're not multimillionaire people living on yachts and cruising the, the bay, but they're not broke either in a sense. So you have to have a clear picture of reality of what you're really looking at and stop trying to fit it in a box of 50-50 or, or balance it out. So let's be clear about one thing. To do that, it's got to be you against you. In other words, don't compare one, your one step to somebody else's step 20. When you see people who have what you have or they've got a career you want or they're just further along, there was a giving they, they did to get there at some point. You know, we see things on Facebook and Instagram, you know, the how it started versus how it's going. But do we always get the story that's in between? Like, how did they get there from from where it started? And they, they really, you know, there really isn't any overnight success stories. There's really not as much. You may not have heard of it and all of a sudden somebody's just all over the place or they're popular or things are happening. 
But that doesn't mean that it happened overnight. They had to give something to get where they are. Think about people like like Gary Vee or Joe Rogan or Sarah Blakely or uh, pick pick whoever you view as a, a success story. And there was something they had to give and they had to make decisions based on what they were willing to give and give up to get where they wanted to be. And there's just some things depending on what you want in life that are going to require more. It's just a fact. If you're a lawyer... You have more than four years of college to do, and you have to be okay with that. And that's pretty much everyone you know, though. So we get so wrapped up in who's famous because that's just an easy way of looking at it. But everybody around you, your parents, your your coworkers, your your friends, you know, all of those, you know, everything they're doing, they had to pay the price for something. They had to give. They had to earn it. It's it's very um, it's, it's a process, and that's the way you need to start looking at it. Not a balance, but a process. So the first question is, are we being selfish-minded? Because the thing is, you're going to want to achieve things. You're going to want to do things and be successful. And, and you know, if you're going to, you know, the days are gone of people just working in a factory for their, their entire life. So some still do that partially, but... But for the most of us, that's not how it's going to be. And if you're listening to a podcast, you're trying to better yourself, you're probably not that person. So that was that's the first thing that comes to mind. Are you being selfish? Or or we, we tend to rely on so-called self-help gurus, you know, to really get clarity or or get affirmation of of what we want to do and who we are. And that's that's fine if that's what you need. Uh, I, I'm just as happy to listen to somebody like Tony Robbins like anybody else. But you can't just get so wrapped up in that moment. Watch what he's able to do with people. And there are many other people I could list for half an hour, just names of people who can help other people just get out of their own way, get better, uh, you know, all that. But don't you can't just live in that moment that's just the very beginning and we see just different things like their life is so amazing and i always like this thing is weird like and it's just me i'm not really digging anybody but like a lot of these instagram shots of influencers doing normal stuff like they're cutting stuff for dinner and they're smiling or they're a couple or they got their kid with them i'm like who's taking these pictures and what what is that about i mean i guess it's some subliminal message of they're having a great life or being happy but you can't just live there you can't just live in the oh the rah rah moment or or even that moment you get clarity. That's just the beginning of where you need to go because there's other obligations you're gonna have. It, it might not be just about you. If you're married, um, you have children, you have other obligations. A lot of folks have a sick relative they're taking care of. I mean, it could be anything. So even as you are on your journey, a lot of things can quote unquote hold you back in a sense if that's the way you're looking at it. Until you really start approaching this as a process, you can't really get a lot of clarity with that. And the fact is a lot of us do have a lot of other obligations or um, there's things that, that, that I'm doing. My children are, are grown. They're adults. They're in their 20s. And quite honestly, when they were growing up, we always had, always had them do, they were always doing something, whether it was a sport or, or some kind of a group they were involved in or whatever. There was never a dull moment. Of course, having four, there's a lot to do. But, uh, and I always thought, man, I'm going to be so bored when that's over, you know, all the, the, the events and things like that. And I find myself just as busy as I ever was because now the focus can kind of shift a little bit because some of those responsibilities are covered. They're doing things on their own now. 
and I've got some time. But what didn't leave me, I guess, is just the way I think. Like I should be doing something. I should be learning something new, some kind of new skill, be involved in some kind of group. I've always done that just at a much smaller scale, bringing this podcast to you every single week, just different things. So other obligations really are going to be a factor in guiding your time. But you know, what's really cool about right now is, you know, you can really decide your time in a sense because of today's technology of the things you want to do, whether it's how you want to learn, whether it's something you want to produce, something you want to put out in the world. Once I got the understanding, for example, of how to do podcasts, I got into a process and a rhythm and it really wasn't super hard to do once I started doing it. And you can equate that to anything. People who work out every morning before work, or maybe you're a cyclist or, or like I have a, a, a private pilot license. So I small, I fly small airplanes. So you can do that. It could be just about anything. The way that today's tech is, it makes it a lot easier to do some things that you can learn and grow in. And, uh, you know, in, in, in that sense, you can have kind of more than one life. And that, that kind of brings us back to the original point here about work-life balance. Like, whoa, how do you juggle all this stuff? So you're, you're doing more. And that's, that's the whole point is you can have basically different kinds of lives, if you will, of what you're doing. So let's get a few things out of the way. Number one, you can't fail at what you're not doing. So already not doing something, but you want to, but there's some, some fear, some anxiety, some hesitation. Well, you, you can't fail it. You're not doing it. You can't fail. But the 19th president, uh, Rutherford B. Hayes once said, every expert was once a beginner. Everybody, you know, everybody that's doing something, even at a high level, uh, they were, they didn't start that way. Funny. You think about actors that, that have been around for a while and uh, they're, they're being interviewed and they bring up some, some demo video from one of the first times they did anything, whether it was a commercial or a TV pilot or whatever. It's, it's by today's standards would be just horrible. But back then, I guarantee you, they were talking to every single person they knew about they were finally going to be on TV or in a movie, even if it was a, a 30 second part or whatever that was. I'm sure that was like the, the most exciting thing that's ever happened to him at that time. So every expert was once a beginner. Having some fears about getting started. Sometimes you wonder if the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is an oncoming train. So that kind of holds you back from what you're trying to accomplish. Just the overall sense of how do I, I just can't balance everything. I can't take on one more thing or I don't want to start another thing or, or, or all of those, those fears and, and feelings. So before we dig into how do we get there? We got to answer some questions here. So the number one, what exactly are you chasing? What are you trying to do? Why are you trying to do it? Is it realistic? Does it, does it produce what you need to do? There's always going to be this, this, this rub and balance of, you know, if you were starting your own business, are you starting too soon? You have a, a great corporate job or, or doesn't have to be a corporate job, but just a, a job that definitely covers everything. Do you give that, like, just drop it? because you just have this passion for this one thing you want to start. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You really got to plan it out and ease into it. Things like that. So what are the teachable moments you can learn from to, to really get ready to do what you want to do or what you want to add to what you're doing? Or maybe it's just the simple fact of you, you know, you're raising a family and you, you've got a high stress job, a multiple hour job, and, and you're trying to find that balance of where, where do I put my time? And I, you get home and all you want to do is hit the couch or binge Netflix because you just want to tune out. You've made a zillion decisions all day. Tons of people coming to you and you just want to, you just want to veg. You 
want to chill, but then home and there's all kinds of things going on there. But as leaders, that's kind of our thing. We should expect problems and we eat them for breakfast. The other thing we got to do is set aside some productivity killers. And I say set aside rather than eliminate because they're always going to be around. Even every time you go to do something, now maybe you start something and you get good at it and those feelings go away, but every time you try something new, those kind of feelings are they're going to come back. So you think about things like anxiety, fear, self-doubt, closed mindset. I mean, I, mean, I got somebody that I have seen more than once in, in different work scenarios that have, they have what I call an Eeyore complex. There's like, think about Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh and he's just, he's just, thanks for noticing me. He's just glad anybody noticed him. And how many people have you worked with that, that automatically go there that they think, oh, I just turned in this report. It's probably not any good or whatever, all of that kind of stuff. Or, or you go to attempt something and it doesn't work or it, it's not successful, doesn't fail, but it wasn't great. And you're thinking, oh, I, uh, I shouldn't shouldn't be doing this. You know, I think about when, when when I do multiple landings with a small airplane. So I go to a small airport and I practice landing. No two landings are the same. You, know, you got wind going on, all kinds of things, your approach, your airspeed, all of that. And uh, they're never really quite the same. And, and it's really easy to beat yourself up because you, you didn't land perfectly at the mark you saw before you touch down and then you think, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. No, you got to really figure out, okay, well, this didn't work or this did work. How do I get better? So think about that or, or you just think people are lucky or born with it. Now, there's very, very few cases of that. And again, I know in several podcasts, I keep bringing up the English royal family and I don't mean it as a dig on them. But that's just the way it is for them. But that is ridiculously rare that you're just born with the success. You know, a lot about what we're talking about here, whether it's work or at home, is all about execution. And I am in the middle of the second edition of the Four Disciplines of Execution by Chris McChesney, Jim Hewling, and Sean Covey. And I'm telling you, this is the plan to execute. And you will see some great things. So if you're executing on something at work or you're executing on something at home with your family, the, the one thing I've always noticed about using the 4DX model is how your team dynamics change when they really get clarity on creating wildly important goals, keeping a great scoreboard, looking at lead measures, and having that cadence of accountability, that meeting that happens the same time every week to see where we're at. So all of those things are, are just drives your team forward, but it can work for anything you're working on. And I, I love it so much. I've, I've used it for years. I, this isn't a, even a paid advertisement. I just really believe in this. So if you really want to execute on some things, the second edition just came out for four disciplines of execution. So order it, read it, put it into action. I promise you, you will learn things about yourself and about your team, or maybe even about your family that you didn't know and how you handle executing on a wildly important goal. So when it comes to growth, you can't just chant into success. You can't just say, you know, what do we want? When do we want it now? It doesn't work that way for growth. You have to be principled. You have to be purposeful about what you're doing. I always think about that story John Maxwell tells about writing a ethics book. And the um, the publishers came to him and said, we need you to write a business ethics book. And he said, I can't do that. And they said, what do you mean? You're all about ethics. He goes, yeah, just ethics, period. That's it. Not business ethics because... You're the same person in and out of work, uh, if not one of you is lying. So he can only write an ethics. So that's the way you got to approach this. And that's what I said earlier is you can't, you think about a work home life balance. You can't be two different people when you're doing that. So, you know, think about our very first podcast. You know, once you learn leadership skills, that stays with you no matter what you're doing. You can't just morph into something else. The ultimate question you have to answer for all of this is what do you give to get what you want? 
And in the give, sometimes that means give up. It could mean give time, money, and all those things. But you also have to give up things. If you're doing one thing, you can't do another. You can't be in two spaces. So if you're frustrated with your gets, it's time to examine your gives. And uh, any grammar teachers out there, please, please calm down. It's just a, just an expression. But that's what you got to do. So in the give equals get equation, and that's something you need to write down. You can put on a whiteboard. You can put on a sheet of paper uh, and just make two columns. And what are you giving or giving up to get what you want? You can, uh, you can't, like I said, you can't be in two places at the same time. So you're going to give money. You're going to give time. Um, what about your relationships, your, your future? You think about what you're giving now for what you're doing later. What about your talent? You're giving your talent or giving it up. Like think about where you work right now. You, you might be considered, you know, hopefully, man, you're really good at what you do. You're a genius. You're an idea machine and all those things. But it's really, obviously, it's solidifying your career. But is it making the company a ton of money instead of you? And you feel like you're giving up your talent. You're limiting what you want to give. But if you go down that road, then you stop giving. And you don't become that kind of person. So it could be what you're giving up. There's other things like, are you actually just motivated by money? You just want to be rich and famous, which isn't really going to get you there because you really have to concentrate on the things you're going to do to create that. That's the, the, the rich and famous is, is a byproduct of good things, good talent, good things you're creating, stuff like that. Are you investing your own money? You think about the clothes you buy, the cars you drive just to make you look a certain way. You think about, again, jumping out of your, your career too soon to go do something else. Uh, all these things are things you have to give in order to get what you want. And a lot of times we don't really think, we think of the get in the end result. We think about, we don't think about um, what you're giving. There's a time in between, a sacrifice time that you don't get it right away. So that's the first thing. And the give get equation is you once you figure out what you're giving or giving up to get what you want, you got you got to examine it by time. How do you spend it between work and not work? You, know, you, you look at your time like Dave Ramsey's every dollar has a name and a purpose at the beginning of the month. It's one of his basic teachings for for money. If you've done that with your time and really planned it out, it sounds really nerdy. You're thinking at the beginning of the week, you really want me to plan my, all my personal time. Yeah, because if you actually write all that down and start really looking at and, and be honest about things you're doing or not doing, how many of those things are, are time wasters? And and that's okay to have them, but it can't be a majority of time that you, you don't have for things you want to do, whether it's spending time with your family or learning new things and all that kind of stuff. You really got to examine where you're spending your time. Then think about how much of your time can you actually control? Because this part is really key into not being so frustrated. So in other words, like you're an Enneagram two, that means you're the help. Well, if you're that type of person, you're never going to feel like you have time for time for yourself. It really is. But you can save yourself a lot of frustration to really think about what time can you actually control. So when you have a job, when you have other obligations, like I said, you had a spouse, you have kids and all that. There's things that have to happen. They just do. And you have to have a realistic approach to that. And so you, when you are really write that down, then you look at the time that's not in that time. You start to realize you might have some more time or maybe you figure out a way to get better at using that time. But I think that's a real key is that people don't take the time to look at their time and they think my schedule controls me. Well, that's partially true, but just acknowledging that because that's the way it should be really starts helping lose some frustration. You know, and you look at some of your choices with time. Again, do you watch Netflix all day or are you learning something? Are you napping or are you exercising? 
those all those things wrapped up into time. Where do you invest it and where do you put it? You've got to be clear on where you're going to put each minute or each hour of each week. The second thing is relationships. It isn't just you or is it? Maybe you are single and you can just do whatever you want, whatever you want. Quite honestly, if that's the case, then you don't have a lot of excuses, but you still have relationship with friends and coworkers and things like that and members of your family. You don't want to miss birthdays and all of those things. But if you're married and you have children, that's it, that's a driving force behind what you're trying to do. Again, what I said earlier, I have time now to do some things I want to do that I didn't have and I can use that time and not waste it. Or you think about you know your, your talents, who benefits from your talent? Are your goals aligned with those in your circle? That's, that's real key of you're not just off in left field. Like you've really explained it to the point of, okay, I understand it and, and not get offended when somebody looks at you, you want to try something different other than what you're doing to question it. That's really a great way to, to, to dig into, is this the right thing to do? Have you thought about everything? So when you think about podcasts, why not you? It's not really a question. It's, it's more of a statement. And are you tapping into your talent or holding back? You know, they say the best way to predict your future is to create it. Does all your gives get you what you really want to get for your future? I mean, does it really do that? So you have to be clear on your gives versus your gets. So let me just give you three quick things you can really do to keep some of these plates spinning. And yeah, there's, there's no quick fix. You're going to have plates spinning constantly. Make sure you have the right plates spinning and how you get them spinning. So number one, be honest with yourself first. Get clear about ordering pizza. Think about when you order pizza. It's a very simple process. You talk about what you want. You talk about where you are. And you talk about when you need it, what time you want it there. So when you're thinking about doing something, whether it's work or home related, what do you want out of that? Whether it's work or home, your relationships versus your career, what do you want from each one of those? Where are you with each one of those? And when can you have it? Because sometimes you order a pizza and you want it at two o'clock and they're too busy and they can't get it to you till three or four. And so what if you're trying to accomplish something and you can't have it right away? Some of the things I'm doing, there's no way I could have done them uh, when my children are in middle school or, or elementary school or even high school. I couldn't. I wouldn't have the time. And you got to be okay with that to understand where you are. So we focus so much on what we want and then we just try to find shortcuts or ways to just get it. And we really don't accept where we are and be okay with that. And hopefully you are okay with where you're at. Then you can think about what you want and when you can have it. Number two, who do you need to collaborate with? And not just at work, even in your personal circle, who do your goals and dreams affect? That's the big question. You think about think of it as like reverse situational leadership. If you hopefully you, you you've read this book by Ken Blanchard and it's it's really super helpful of situational leadership. You change your leadership style based on where they're at, the people you're trying to lead. Well, this is kind of the reverse where you're not trying to lead them. You're trying to help them understand where you're trying to go and think about it in reverse. So when you're thinking about what it is you're trying to accomplish and where you're going, you have to think about collaborating with people that it affects and really come to an agreement of how you're going to get there. And again, when you look at number one, 
You may have to change when you can have it. Maybe it's going to take an extra year. Maybe you have to save some more money to do what you want to do before you start and not mortgage the house and, and take a chance. You know, all those different things. And then number three, timing is everything. Being honest about when and being proactive about it. How you spend your time, your investments, that is everything. The timing of what you're going to do. And because and when you get passionate about something, you're just like, I got to do this just right now. Um, now is the time. I can't waste it. You, you think you're missing out on something and all those. But like I said earlier, you can't fail at something you're not doing already. You may do some things in life. And, oh, I wish I would have done this five years ago, but you can't go back in time. You can't fix that. So your timing is everything and how you're going to spend it and what you're going to do. You know, there's only one turn on the merry-go-round in life. So find out what you're meant for and start to work for it. Don't think of the phrase, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life because things that are worth it are, you know, you got to work for them. But think about it this, do what you love and you'll never regret a day in your life. So what did we learn today? How did you grow just a little bit? Or more importantly, how can you help someone else grow? That's the whole point of Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, hit that subscribe button. Tell all your colleagues and friends and neighbors all about the show. Give us comments, feedback, things like that. We will grow together and we will see you next week on the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast.